We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, RotoViz Radio listener. This is Curtis Patrick from the Dynasty Command Center podcast, and I've got a special deal for you today. Go to RotoViz.com, click the subscribe button, put the 12 month subscription in your cart, and use promo code RVRADIO2021. That's RVRADIO2021, and you're going to save 10%. Taking advantage of this deal, getting your hands on what's included in the package is the best way to enhance your performance this year. So go to rotoviz.com and subscribe now. Welcome back to the Road of His Best Best Ball Podcast. My name is Colin Kelly. Thank you for tuning in and checking out today's show. I will be joined on today's episode by Zachary Kruger, who you can follow at ZK underscore FFB. You'll have listened to the last number of episodes. We did some drafts with Sean Siegel. We have done our strategy series. We're going to be doing some more strategy shows in the coming weeks. But on today's show, we're going to look back at the draft that me and Zach did, break down our picks and see what maybe we would have changed and how we would alter how those teams look so hopefully you're going to enjoy our recap hopefully you've been enjoying the series so far if you have of course you can drop us a written interview on your favorite podcast app for the road of his radio main feed it is much much appreciated you can also get yourself a 10 percent discount to a road of his nfl pass by adding the code rv radio 2021 to check out or going to rotavis.com forward slash podcast for more information but let's get into the recap. Let's start talking about the players, the picks, and how things went and what we may or may not want to change. Let's jump in. Um, I, I would have been interested there in in that situation, um, but I just it's just very hard to call on on which of those um, are going to have any role. And like there's going to be a role, but we every time we've seen either of them get in there, it's been kind of not not a huge amount of excitement. So it's hard to really really be confident in either of them so i think you know we have seen design plays for scantling you know if we get if we get rogers back in there hopefully and uh we've seen them take those shots and i think that's that's somebody who's who's worth the target here at this point um frank frank takes mckinnon so i didn't didn't take either of those but it's it's interesting to see like when we look back at this at the end of the year if there is an austin eckler injury one of those guys could be your your league winner there's just so much to go if you if you were in a you know a classic twenty eight round draft, those are the kind of guys I think then you'll be you'll be loading up with at the end. But let's have a, a look here at the the draft board as as things wrap up. Um, 
couple of picks left to go, three picks to go, but we'll have a, a browse through it here. I, I think we've hit a huge amount of our, our targets. So sometimes uh, we missed out, we had to pivot, but I think overall we've, we've had a huge amount of the guys that we like. So the, the way the roster went pair the draft was Darren Waller, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, DJ Moore, Lamar Jackson, Cortland Sutton, LaVisca Chenault, Zach Moss, Matt Ryan, AJ Dillon, um, Jamal Williams, Rashad Bittman, Philip Lindsay, Rashad Penny, John Brown, Javian Hawkins, Denzel Mims, and Valdez Scantling. So when we look at it then from our, our build, it's Lamar Jackson, Matt Ryan. And then when we look at our running backs, it was the eighth round, but it was Zach Moss, then AJ Dillon, then Jamal Williams, Philip Lindsay, Rashad Penny, Javian Hawkins, wide receivers, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, LaVisca Chenault, Rashad Bateman, John Brown, Denzel Mims, Marquez Valdez Scantling, and then the tight ends were uh, two of our top three picks, Darn Waller and Kyle Pitts. When we look through it, Sean, or sorry, I'm so used to doing that. When we look through I'm, I'm it, honored. Uh, I'm honored, yeah. but, but no. Oh, 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 I'm just, it's just uh, preempted in, into me now. Uh, when we look at it, uh, when we look at it, I think the way that that has filled out the depth at each position, and I know when we post this on Twitter, the thing will be around the running back position but i really i really like what we've done like if we look at the 101 as an example it's christian mccaffrey jk dobbins chase edmonds james robinson leonard Fournette, ronald jones so in their first nine picks there's five sorry there's six running backs and christian mccaffrey and jk dobbins i think are, are pretty secure uh, christian mccaffrey obviously is kind of the consensus pick there but you know chase edmonds james robinson then Fournette, and jones it's it's very very hard to be hugely confident and and how that shakes out versus what what we've drafted um frank duffy's done a, a pretty solid job in terms of uh, picking out some of our candidates he's probably reading reading one of sean's articles as he as he went through it but alvin kamara jd mckissick giovanni bernard darrington evans samanji p ryan and jarek mckinnon so he's kind of gone with that uh, single elite option and he's, he's done a pretty nice job there but when i look look through some of the other teams um you know there's not a huge amount of cores uh, at the running back position that i'm you know i'm jumping for joy at you know we have one team ezekiel elliott miles sanders kareem hunt nikim hines Tari cohen you know there's there's lots of question marks around some of these running backs you know saquon barkley uh, Michael Carter, who I do like, then Kenyon Drake, Devin Singletary, Tevin Coleman, Devontae Booker. Pretty pretty nice core of, of them secondary running backs. It was a bit of a single elite build as well. So wh what's your thoughts when we look through some of those other teams who who did go running back early? Um, like, you know, I don't know how overly confident they can be in what those builds are going to turn out like for their running back rooms. Yeah, I th I think that when you when you look into some of these players, one thing to keep in mind is the overall construction of the the roster that you need to feel on a week to week basis. So, I I see what Team One did here with McCaffrey and Dobbins, and I think that that's a fine start. And then they did get Edmonds, Robinson, Fournette, and Jones um, in round six, seven, eight, and nine. So now through the first nine picks, they have six running backs on their roster on in a format where the most you can roster on a weekly basis is four. That would be two running backs as your starters and then two flex spots. So um, to, to have that many running backs that early, you, you've essentially drafted two, two bench players inside the first 10 rounds. So I think that that is something that is a little bit risky. 
Um, you, you really need to hit on those wide receivers late, which I'm not sure if that roster will do that. But there's there's multiple ways to win a league, so who's to say that, that, that I'm, I'm even correct there? But most of these teams where I am seeing the the early running back builds um i think i think they're pretty solid i think they're structured pretty well uh if you look at the 106 here todd burrows he started derrick henry clyde edwards elaire in the first two rounds he got david montgomery in the fifth and then he waited on the position for a little while not taking other running back again until 11th overall todd went a little running back heavy early he ended up being the guy who i think was maybe the last to take a quarterback or maybe the second to last to take a quarterback he may have been the last to take a quarterback um he ended up with a a, a lot of giants and, and saints as his kind of stacks he even doubled up with Taysom hill and james winston so he got a lot of position players early um only went with two tight ends mark andrews and noah fant but I, I think that Todd had a pretty decent start there with two running backs and then get too ambitious with it as as team one did with getting multiple running backs and before filling out the rest of essentially what would be your week-to-week starting roster. I also do kind of like the way team seven started right afterwards with Elliott, Kittle, Allen Robinson, then went Miles Sanders, Dak Prescott, Kareem Hunt. I thought Kareem Hunt ended up being a little bit of a value in this draft, so, so him falling there to him in the sixth round was pretty nice that would have been a guy who i would have probably been asking you about targeting if hunt would have made it to us he went two picks before us in that round um in round six and and we ended up settling with court and sutton but i like the way that started as well and then um even nine is interesting nine nine's got a little bit of youth and etn and um javante williams as their rbs three and four they went gibson and swift to start but I, I think some of these robust running back builds are, are are certainly solid looking. I think the people who did them in large did did them pretty well. Um, and now it just kind of comes down to what what we believe versus what they believe and how we can go about compiling fantasy points over the course of the season and where that value is to be had between running back and wide receiver. I think we also hopefully give ourselves a decent edge with two top five tight ends and Kyle Pitts and Darren Waller in a tight end premium format. What do you think overall of of this breakdown that I've now probably elaborated far too long on, Column? What do you think? I, I, no, I think that was really good in terms of, I think our structure in this format with 18 rounds really give us a lot of uh, leeway. Like I think when we, we look at what other teams did, let's say from round 10 onwards, I think some teams had pretty okay starts. And I think some teams then they're, their actual uh, constructions kind of fell apart a little bit for them after that. The one thing that is interesting to note is that there is a huge amount of stacking across the board between quarterbacks and the the pass catchers. You mentioned uh, Todd's team. Um, in terms of how it played out, I, I think it's quite interesting. But my my concern with it is is you know putting two roster spots into Winston and Hill. I would much rather just take one quarterback we know is going to start like Lamar Jackson, like Matt Ryan. You know take somebody a little bit earlier and it gives you that situation then when we're in the 14th round and the 16th round we're not using those picks on uh you know basically essentially the same quarterback position for the one team um so that's the kind of thing i'd be kind of trying to maybe avoid from their draft uh, but i think overall there's some very very interesting teams here but where the problem comes in is like team one had a, a really pretty pretty solid start but where it starts to fall away then and it might work out for them but you know they finished with three tight ends so the, the fi- final picks of their draft then uh ran ran to be like so they took josh allen i mentioned then stacking it with gabriel davis at the time they were the team that drafted cole beasley then in the 15th and then they've taken dawson knox in the 16th so i can see the reason of you know trying to pair it to 
the quarterback, but I also don't think there's a need to overly force it to the quarterback. And then we we finished with Dawson Knox, uh, Chris Herndon, and then David Njoku. So, like, we may get nothing from, like, I I like Knox, and I have been a big fan of Herndon in the past, but, like, maybe that ship has sailed, and we have three tight ends there who are, could could sink this team. Um, And then we have the the two Buffalo wide receivers, who, as I mentioned, uh, I like Gabriel Davis, but when we look down at the, the other options, maybe Emmanuel Sanders, uh, would be a pick there over over Cole Beasley at the, the current time and situation, but that's where I think some of the teams have have maybe missed out is is how they finish off those rosters and how not taking those players a little bit earlier forces them into making those decisions a little bit later. Whereas as we went, we had multiple options to fill running back and wide receivers because we had the the other positions wrapped up. And obviously, most people when they finish their draft, I'm sure if other people are, are recording the show about about this at the moment, they're probably saying that their team has finished the, the best, and our team may not be the best. But I think it's it's a very interesting draft. The, I think Frank has actually, in the end of all things, done a, a really strong job. You know, started Alvin Kamara, then DeAndre Hopkins. I think maybe a little bit early on Keenan Allen, but that is where he's going. I think maybe if he swapped Allen out for Terry McLaurin or CD Lamb at that point, uh, then he went Kyler Murray, Tyler Lockett, Logan Thomas, who I, I know if we hadn't got the two guys early like we did, would have been a target. Odell Beckham, Will Fuller, Mike Gusecki, who we like, Elijah Moore, Jared Cook, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I know Sean likes as a late tight end, McKissick, Bernard, Evans, the guys we were talking about. Um, so he finished that out pretty strong. So um, I think there's a there's a few teams here that are, are quite interesting, but I, I just think some of the teams caught themselves out a little bit by the the overall construction maybe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and and that's where I think kind of waiting on certain things, um, it, it Depending on what you're waiting on, you you definitely back yourself into making decisions that you probably shouldn't be making, um, you know, or, or making at the wrong time. Team Team Twelve they went three tight ends over the course of four of four rounds, and rounds nine through twelve. Again, you're kind of talking about drafting probably one, if not two, bench players at that spot with those tight ends, and then the their wide receivers at the end. They're gonna they're gonna need some very good weeks, and they're definitely gonna need to surprise some people as he close out his draft with the Monroe St. Brown, Brian Edwards, and Van Jefferson. Perhaps getting a few more wide receivers in those early rounds, realizing that you've now already faded tight end position enough that you should just take later guys and really solidify that wide receiver core may have may have proven to be a, a better way to go about it. 
Um, but but we'll have to wait and see how this plays out overall. Um, you know, like you said, other people are going to be looking at their teams, thinking that they have the best team. Uh, we we know that's wrong. We we have the best team column. Um, no, but uh, overall, it, it was a fun draft. I, I'm really happy with the way this played out. I think that, like you said, we got a lot of our targets. This was a pretty um, straightforward draft in terms of how we wanted it to play out and then how it did play out. Uh, we did lose Kyler Murray early, but I was more than happy to pivot off of Lamar Jackson and get kind of a different build with him and Rashad Bateman in the same draft. I thought that that was a lot of fun to do. I'm pretty into the value that Rashad Bateman is get, um, coming out right now compared to uh, Marquise Brown, who I think is not going to lead the wide receivers and targets. Lamar Jackson certainly a good player. And then that Atlanta Falcons stack, I mean – I, I don't know about you, Colin, but I left this draft as a as an Atlanta Falcons fan. I, we have too much invested in this to not love the Falcons for the 2021 NFL season. So I'll I'll have to get my Russell Gage jersey on after this show and proudly um, tout the Falcons stack that we put together, which I'm 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 pretty high on. And the two tight end start I thought was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, in terms of Russell Gage uh, uh, jersey, she's about the only Atlanta Falcon that we haven't drafted here. So uh, <laughs> yes, yes. So maybe we're hoping for him not to. We'll just wear it to make sure he doesn't catch anything. But no, and all joking aside, I, I think it's it's turned out really well. I expect the Atlanta Falcons to struggle this year in terms of like a win loss record, but I do expect them to have a lot of struggles on defense which is going to lead to them needing to put up points in offense which is going to help the guys that we have selected and that's part of my reasoning behind drafting falcons players is i i think they're going to be in games where they may need to you know get upwards of, of 25 points just to stay in games and that has a lot of value and um you know there's a couple of offenses this year that I, i'm targeting like that the other one being the, the bengals um, we haven't really uh, ended in any of those on this draft, but I'm sure in, in other drafts coming up we will. But that's kind of the approach. We're, we're targeting players and, and offenses that uh, that may be uh, you know, high scoring that are going to get those opportunities to score. So it may not work out every week, but it, throughout the season, and hopefully it plays out in our favor. So now I'm really, really pleased with how the team's gone. Um, hopefully, hopefully the team will uh, have a good run here this season, give us some some fun weeks uh, towards week 14 15 16 to see how things go but it's been a lot of fun doing the draft and uh thanks to everyone for for listening in to the uh the show and the series we'll have, we'll have more shows coming here hopefully you've enjoyed the draft with uh sean and uh sean and zach and then myself and zach as well so um hopefully if you're drafting this will help you with your your overall process 